0: Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. This is an update to a story I did just a couple days ago. The Batmobile story, which is rocking the nation. And uh, I have an update because I just got off the phone speaking to the man who builds the Batmobiles. And uh, I was coming back from an event, hence the non-traditional shirt for a Lato's Law video. But, but, I'm just going to get the story here because that's how I roll. No time to change my shirt. <laughs> Just to refresh your recollection, if that's necessary, story from KGO San Francisco about a Northern California sheriff who ordered a raid on a Batmobile garage in Indiana, allegedly as a favor for a friend. The story, as reported by the TV station, is that a man in California ordered a Batmobile from a guy in Indiana who builds them, and they're officially licensed by DC Comics. So you can get an officially licensed... Batmobile and this guy will build them for you. It takes time. So guy in California says I sent my money to the guy in Indiana and 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 he didn't deliver the Batmobile as fast as I would like. Apparently went to the authorities that I'd like to file charges against the man and the authorities said no we're not gonna do that. He then filed a lawsuit in California which got dismissed by a judge who said you know if you're gonna sue the guy about the car deal in Indiana you should probably do that in Indiana. So then, lo and behold, a sheriff uh, in Northern California worked out a deal where he sent some of his men to Indiana and they showed up at the shop, search warrants in hand. And uh, at one point or another, they brought the guy to the local jail in Indiana, uh, but then told him he's being charged with crimes in California, despite the fact that the district attorney's office had already said they weren't going to file charges. So there's some odd stuff going on here, but there were people who told the reporter, Dan Noyce, a KGO, that they think the sheriff is doing a favor for a friend because the sheriff just got ousted the most recent election, but he's still got a little bit of his term left, so he's what we call a lame duck sheriff. So there's a lot of questions here, but when I read the story the first time, I said, number one, it's a fascinating story, because many people grew up Admiring the Batmobile, if you're of the right age, that was the first car you loved. <laughs> Being honest here, TV show only ran for a couple of years, but is quite influential on a whole generation of kids, especially when it comes to the Batmobile. Now, they've done movies about Batman since then, people like Michael Keaton and so on. But the real question, though, is the Batmobile could never be reproduced because they did updated versions that just didn't quite work. The original Batmobile by George Barris was the one. You cannot duplicate, replicate, update, nothing. No, that is uh, 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 just a perfect achievement first time around. You don't redo the Batmobile. So it turns out that the guy in, Calif- uh, guy in uh, Indiana who makes the, uh, the replica Batmobiles that are licensed by DC, Uh, His name is Mark Rakop, and I just talked to him a few minutes ago. The reason I talked to him is he contacted me after my video went up. And you have to understand, as a YouTube content creator who posts videos about real people and real events, (laughs) once in a while these people contact me, and I'm always a little leery at first because I've had some people unhappy with the coverage I've given them. I've had other people who thank me for the coverage I've given them. And the interesting thing here was that I got this email the day that video went up. He wrote me and said, Steve, I'm Mark Rakeup, the owner of Fiberglass Freaks, the company that builds the licensed 1966 Batmobile replicas in Logansport, Indiana. I watched your excellent video, his word, not mine, and was impressed with your analysis. You picked up on single problems with the case and asked some excellent questions. So I asked questions. I said, we don't know the answers to these questions because they weren't answered in the news story. And I'm not going to be critical of the news agency that ran that story because television can't do a 45-minute long explanation of a news story. They haven't got that kind of time. So they got to go with the important stuff. And I do believe that the two key elements here are... The fact that this involves the Batmobile and the fact that it involves a sheriff in California apparently going after somebody in Indiana. Uh, and, And so those are the things, along with the allegations, that the sheriff's doing it for a friend. So, of course, that's newsworthy right there. But there's more to the story, and as we unpeel this, there's more interesting stuff. So, by the way, I I had a long conversation with Mark, great guy. I also asked him how to pronounce his name, so I know I'm saying it correctly, Rakeup. And uh, I asked him specifically, I said, I got two questions about the Batmobile, which I suspect you can answer. I said, number one, how many Batmobiles were there? Because there was the Batmobile that was based on the Futura concept car that George Barris put together. But I heard stories there were other Batmobiles made back then, or around then, by George Barris or others? How many were there? And he said, well, you're correct. There's the one original one, the one on the Futura concept car. Later, there were cars, they called them two, three, and four, uh, which were fiberglass copies that George Barris did make, but they were not as fully robust as the Futura car was. And then somebody came along and and built one on their own, and it was in essence a counterfeit. It was done without the permission of George Barris or anybody who owned the rights to the car, uh, the, the the you know the make of the car. And somewhere along the line, though George Barris acquired that car, uh, and it was actually used at times as if it was a licensed and, and official original type car. So that's pretty cool. But so there's in essence five-ish from that time frame but I'm not going to get heavily into that because I'm not an expert on the cars. I was simply asking him to clarify for me because I've heard stories from people who say that they own the car and more than one person's made the claim at the same time. So they can't all be telling the truth. But number two, I said, I'm curious, if you're building replica cars, what are you putting the car on? What, what, what's the drivetrain? What's rolling around underneath that thing? And he said that originally he was actually building these things with the, uh, the underparts coming from 70s Lincoln four-door town cars. And he said that that would provide him the the same wheelbase to put that body on, and it would work. Now, apparently it caused some trouble with the engine because the the Batmobile was not designed for a lot of good breathing in the engine compartment. And so he said he dealt with some issues along there. He said that now the most recent ones uh, are basically things he builds in his shop, based on an ls3 so that's what's going on there but many of the earlier ones he built were um, 72 to 79 four-door lincoln town cars Uh, and i asked him how many of these cars he's built and he says that if you count the ones that are in his shop when they're completed he'll have built 36 so 36 cars it takes a while to build them as we know so i had a great conversation with him but he sent me this email originally i said steve You asked questions, I've got answers. So he said, number one, you asked, from what state and location did the warrants come from? Because as I pointed out, I was suspicious of the notion that a warrant could be signed in California by a California court and then executed in Indiana without the intervention of an Indiana court. Okay, and he wrote, he said, a local deputy wrote a search warrant, which would be an Indiana deputy, and had it signed by a local judge, Indiana judge, and this was the only warrant they showed me after they entered and it started their raid. So when they showed up at the shop, they showed up with a warrant from Indiana. Uh, a deputy was there, and he was the local deputy, but he stood back and let the California deputies search the place. So they did have a local, i.e. Indiana, warrant in hand, but It was the San Mateo deputies who were doing the searching. I also said that in the story, they brought him to the jail. They brought him to the police station. Why did they do that? Because it wasn't clear. Was he in custody? Was he being booked? Had he been arrested? And so I had asked what transpired at the jail. And he said at the jail interrogation room, because apparently they brought him inside. He said nothing. I was not booked, locked up, fingerprinted, or photographed. No bail was required. Two deputies played on their phones, while the lead guy paced nervously while on the phone constantly, and another deputy was making copies. I sat in silence the entire time, which, by the way, is a good move. I should have mentioned that to you, my friend. But if you're in the presence of police officers, you have the right to remain silent. Please exercise that right. And I mean exercise it hard. <laughs> Don't treat that like other exercises you sometimes blow off. No, 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 no. He said they never asked a single question while I was there. I overheard the local deputy invite the San Mateo deputies to go to a shooting range with him the following day. Just throwing that in for color, I guess. I then also asked, were there other warrants? And if so, where did they come from? Were the other warrants, if any, issued by an Indiana judge or a California judge? And what were they aimed at? Because keep in mind that the story said, that there were searches conducted at the shop in Indiana, but then also to get his Gmail, email, online stuff. What about those warrants? Where did those come from? And he says, yes, there were three warrants signed by three separate judges in California. Two were regarding bank and banking information, and one was regarding email and website information. He said, I was given partial copies of all three documents right before they released me. He wasn't given the full documents. He's given partial copies. So uh, he lists them as A, B, and C, and it's bank records, bank records, and electronic communication records, okay? And then I'd also asked, as I was just kind of thinking out loud, that I was wondering if some of those electronic uh, warrants, uh, the things they're seeking, the warrants for electronic information, whether those needed to be issued by any particular court, because if it's stuff on the cloud, it doesn't really matter necessarily. And so he phrased my question, was the electronic warrant for the computers at the business or the cloud? And uh, Mark wrote, um, the cloud, but they had wanted to search the computers at the business, but their password protected and they couldn't access them. So that's the answers to the questions. Uh, I said, thank you for your video. Your observations were dead on. To the Batmobile! With an exclamation mark. Which, by the way, I noticed is how he signs all his emails. (laughs) And his name is Mark Rakup. He's the owner of Fiberglass Freaks. And they got the website FiberglassFreaks.com. And they are located in Logansport, Indiana. A friend of mine called me about a month ago and said, Steve, you're not going to believe what I just saw. He goes, I saw the Batmobile. I said, really? The real one or a duplicate? What are we talking about? What are we talking here? He goes, no, it's a real one. I said, no way. And he goes, no, let me send you pictures. And he sent me a bunch of pictures. He'd walked around this thing and it was the real Batmobile. I go, dude, that's not possible because the real Batmobile, the the actual one from the TV show, has got to be worth millions of dollars. I said, there's duplicates out there. And he goes, no, he goes, this thing is too good. This, This could not be a duplicate. It couldn't be. And so when I was talking to Mark on the phone, I said, hey, Mark, I got a question for you. I said, a friend of mine was walking around, and I named a town. Walking around downtown in this town, he saw a Batmobile parked just in a parking space. Somebody ran in to do some errands. And uh, I go, is it possible it's one of yours? And he goes, well, I know a client who's got one, and he told me what town they're in. And it's literally the town next door where my friend saw the Batmobile. So I'm suspecting it was one of Mark's fiberglass freaks creations, the licensed... By DC Comics, Batmobile, and so here's the thing: the man's going to have built 36 of these when he finishes the group that are in his garage right now. He told me, and, and you can find the story on his website also, that when he was a younger person, he um, was so fascinated by the car that he watched the show on television and would freeze frame images of the car in an attempt to get the exact dimensions and shape of the car. And then he built himself a Batmobile. And it was such a good copy that the people at DC Comics surreptitiously visited him and looked at it. And instead of getting mad at him for knocking off their car, they said, oh, you know something? We'd be interested in licen- licensing these if you want to start building for people. So the guy does great work. I just talked to him. He's a heck of a nice guy. Like I said, he reached out to me and um, he, he, he knew the answers to the questions I'd raised. And like many people who responded to my video, it was unfortunate that those answers weren't given in the news reports. But like I said, the real meat to most of the people who heard the story was a bunch of cops from California raided a shop in Indiana. After the prosecutors had already said they weren't interested in prosecuting anything. And, and, and then this whole thing now leads to criminal charges in California, it just seems very, very odd. And I've mentioned before, I'm an attorney. I, I do, I do automobile law. I've, I've sued people in other states, and it usually takes a, a whole bunch of facts, different and better than what you got right here, to do that. So, um, unfortunately, I can't help this man other than just give him moral support. But I can tell you one thing, and I told him this. I said, Mark, just to let you know, I do two videos a day. I've been doing it for four years now. You could do the math. I could too, but I'm a busy man, and. Um, I will get pushback on any video. I could do a video right now that simply says water is good for you. I would get at least 10 people go, Steve, you can drown in it. It creates mold. Your boat can sink in it. They start listing reasons that water is bad. And I could say, but overall it's good because without it you'd die. They go, no, 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 Steve. Trust me, I don't, I could not come up with a topic that everyone would agree with me on. Never. It's it's, it's never happened until this one. Until this one. The response was overwhelmingly, oh my gosh, this is out of control. This is crazy. And now it's true. We didn't have all the answers. But those answers don't change the basic facts of this story. And in fact they clarified a little bit for us to understand that there's a a buyer who's unhappy in California, went to the prosecutor who declined to press charges, but then somehow got the sheriff involved and the sheriff sends deputies to Indiana and they get an Indiana search warrant and search this guy's shop and then bring the information back And they file some more search warrants and now they're saying, oh, we're going to prosecute the guy. And I mentioned before that one of the charges is for misappropriation of construction funds, which looks to me like a really bad stretch. Now, I will admit to you, I asked if anybody's in California who's an attorney could reach out to me and let me know if there's any chance that makes any sense. Nobody's done that and I apologize, I wish somebody had. I know that I do have attorneys in the audience in California, but maybe they just didn't catch that or... They're too busy to do my research for me. But the point is that um, this doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of uh, meat to this case with respect to the prosecution. Unfortunately, you can be as innocent as the day is long and the system will still grind you up a little bit and make you pay. And it's kind of like being sued frivolously. If someone files a frivolous lawsuit against you, you still got to defend yourself. So that's the unfortunate situation that we have in this in this legal system of ours and i'm an attorney and i'm letting you know right now that that that's one of the things that's unfortunate about it is that you get entangled in it it can cost you so i told mark that he had my sympathies with respect to that but i also told him i said but i'm confident you're gonna come through this just fine uh it's unfortunate that this can happen but there you go Uh, but check out the guy's website fiberglassfreaks.com uh it appears he does fantastic work Uh, And like I said, I've not seen one of the cars in person, but a friend of mine who's a car guy walked around one and shot so many photographs that I was going, that can't be it. And the more I saw, the more I thought, maybe that is it. And it turns out it was one of his, one of his. And, you know, maybe you popped the hood, you figured it out. I don't know. But the point is that the guy does fantastic work. And so it's unfortunate that it's come to this, but he's being prosecuted in california after a northern california sheriff ordered a raid on his indiana batmobile garage allegedly as a favor for a friend so we'll see how that all shakes out uh we're waiting for updates uh some of the people who were mentioned in the story said they would speak to the reporter later i don't know if they've done that yet but i'm hoping they will soon because maybe they'll answer some more questions we have. But at least these questions that we did have have been answered. And that is, one, the search warrant in Indiana was issued by an Indiana judge to an Indiana deputy who apparently did it with a bunch of San Mateo deputies standing next to him saying, here's what we need you to do. Please do this for us. But that would make it legal. And then the other search warrants were issued in California by California judges And since those can be executed in theory, at least in California, that would make that legal as well. So uh, it's a crying shame of a story. It's a really cool car. uh, And I hope things work out for this guy and don't cost him too much time or hassle or money or aggravation, because that's unfortunate. Uh, Don't want too much of that in our lives. So there's your update. Thank you very much for listening. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Some people walk in the rain, others just get wet.